0: Welcome back to this rather dreary afternoon here at Make Do. I do love a dreary afternoon. You know, I learned something the other day. So I, back when I was teaching school, I would talk for hours on end and my voice would be tired sometimes, Mm -hmm. but coming to Make Do, my classes are typically like, you know, two and a half hours or like my long camp days. I'll be talking quite a bit. It's like I've lost my endurance for talking. Yesterday I went home and I had serious vocal fry. And that's why I started telling Richard, I said, well, that's why news anchors talk in deeper voices. Because when you're talking down here, you're able to talk for much longer without getting vocal
1: fry. Wheres if don't you really understand what vocal fry is.
0: So, like, sore throat is, like, what you would feel. But it's like, you almost feel like in your throat, it's harder. Like, it takes more effort to say the words. And, like, oftentimes, you're not able to produce the sounds that you typically would when you're talking Mm. like your voice starts to sound hoarse that's
1: vocal fry oh yeah i've heard people talk about it's like how kim kardashian talks but i'm like i just still don't get it it's like is it like when you talk (laughs) like this i think a little bit of that but it's like
0: that hoarseness that's in your voice Mm. um can be like that
1: yeah interesting because people always talk about vocal fry or like they're trying Look to avoid down, vocal fry. Yeah, flushing. yeah. That I've never really understood what it was. So yeah. Anyway, now all do. I hear is is your own like sort voice. of yeah like
0: graveliness in your voice. <laughs> How loud are my headphones? <laughs> Here, let me turn. It.
1: is Be Createful, a podcast about finding fullness through creativity. I'm Joe, And
0: I'm Madison. And today on episode eight, not 89, 98 is what we're on. Sorry, friends. <laughs> on episode 98, uh, we are remembering fondly 2022, in memorial 2022.
1: We remember you, <laughs> 2022.
0: I know people will always say, Wow, I can't believe we're already on to the next year. But with all of the crazy things it seems like that keep happening year after year after year, and maybe this is just me getting old, it kind of feels like, you know, I am kind of shocked that we're getting on to 2023. Sometimes it was harder to imagine a future at times. (laughs) Maybe that's my own depression. Sorry, guys, if y'all don't feel that
1: way. But, (laughs) no, I always at the end of the year, I'm like, again? We're (laughs) at the end of the year again? I think what I no longer say is that was a crazy year they're all crazy yeah i saw someone <laughs> shared like a reposted on facebook something they had shared in 2017 or something Yeah, and it was like 2017 was so wild <laughs> <laughs> and you're like <laughs> they're like if i only know, knew I what was coming in twenty fifth. i will say this though
0: like i'm sure people were saying similar things when you had like you know, the world wars going on, or like yeah. the Cold War, or like other Y2K. Than, yeah, all of that, where they were like, wow, we actually are living through what people will remember as a historic moment. Unprecedented times. Yes. But it almost feels like we've had so many of those lately that it mm.
1: almost feels cliche. Yeah. So, also, I yeah. think that things feel like a bigger splash because of social media. Because so many people can talk about it and at once. Yeah, and it, like, amps up the seeming impact of something in a short time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, we definitely hear about more stuff than we right. ever did before. Right. Yeah. Anyways,
0: so uh, moving away from just in general talking about the mm-hmm. world in 2022, we want to take this time to talk about some cool things. Make do. Yeah, some cool things that make do in 2022. hmm So... Do you have anything that you... Uh, the
1: first thing is we didn't make a single mask. Uh-huh. <laughs> My wrists, thank you. Uh, yeah. It is that was, was a hard. highlight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, there were so many good things that came out of that, like us learning how to like... Ship and whatnot like we learned how To do lots of different things
1: And it Mm -hmm. taught us lots of many like good Lessons about it is what Allowed Madison to be here In the capacity at which she is here now Yes Um, we
0: learned To moderate our Expectations when it comes to what make Do can actually do we're not Amazon We've said that in many Past
1: but I think it was just Depressing because also We didn't want to be I didn't start a manufacturing business <laughs> like that was never the point of make do and mm-hmm. so um in twenty twenty obviously there was no other make do really yeah then in twenty twenty one it kind of came back, but not like I thought anyway, we didn't make a single mask it was glorious it needs to be celebrated yes, well, this
0: year was um it was the first time I ever had a kid's quilting class, hmm. which I, I had always seen Jo do her own quilting classes. And it looked like so much fun. And I got to try it out for myself this year. And it was going to be interesting to see how these kiddos, you know, handled a larger project like mm-hmm. this. Because we're talking,
1: you know, 8, 9, 10-year-olds. Well, because the thing isn't the difficulty of the quilt. It's the length of time. Yeah. That they're spending working on just one project. I mean, think about giving your kid a 24-piece puzzle puzzle versus giving them a
0: 100-piece puzzle. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the idea yeah. is the same. It's the length of time that you're right. asking them to sit down and work on this. And for the most part, it turned out really really good. Yeah. We got settled into emotion. I enjoyed the class and it was probably oddly enough one of the easier classes that I taught. Now, these are my like I would say, like, they're my level three kiddos. They're the ones who have been through Make Do the longest, so that does help. But what was really cool was getting to watch some of their friendships blossom in that class. Because they weren't so focused. I mean, they were focused on the project, but they knew enough about sewing that they could still talk to each
1: other while they were doing the project. And it's easier... It's less on you having to come up with a new project for every class or like new supplies or whatever. Oh, I love true. the ongoing classes, yeah, well, because
0: it builds better community, mm-hmm. which is for like sure our goal. So yeah, that Absolutely. was really awesome. Yeah. Uh, make do turn five. yes, that was actually one of the things on my list was the birthday party. Mm-hmm. um because again, we're trying something new. we were um. And this was kind of where I got my first taste of inviting my friends to come be a part <laughs> okay. of Make Do, and because sometimes it felt a little weird. Now, the reason it feels weird is because of my own personality. I tend not to ask for help, and I don't want to feel like a burden to my friends. So if like the, I couldn't find a way to spin it to like, oh, come come to Make Do's birthday party, that would like that I felt like I could like sell it to them in a way that it felt like most beneficial to them because I really wanted them there for their to support me and make do. Right. And so it was really nice to see how many of my friends just showed up uh-huh. because I asked them to. Yeah. You're like you you care and it's like duh Madison they care. You're right. they're your friends. They want they're your friends and family. They want to see you and make do, the place that you work at do well. They believe in the mission of Make Do. Mm-hmm. Well, and they believe in you. Yeah.
1: Um, my favorite part about the birthday party was the lemon balloon craft that we sent in the invitations.
0: <laughs> I mean, how cool is it that we got to send a craft through the mail?
1: Oh, that was pretty legit. Oh, what about the balloon arch? Yeah, I mean that. Yes, but my favorite thing, th- my favorite thing overall, was mm. that we sent the craft. I just think about that. It's, it was like a magnum opus for you. It was yes. huge. Crazy. But it also was something that never felt like perfect. Like I wanted to keep messing with it. So uh, so it didn't have that sense of yeah. like
0: completion and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, and it was, it was one of those events where we also got to invite the kids. And being the kids program director, I don't – like at Lemonade, it's not, a, it's not really a kids mm-hmm. event. So I don't get to share – the kind of like mission part of Make Do as much as I would like. And that was an
1: opportunity that I got to do that.
0: that was really I
1: cool. do like when we get to mix participants at Make Do. So like the adult class, like adult participants, donors, and the kids. I think it is neat for everyone to see the whole community, the whole Make Do community in all the different ways people engage with it. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh Yes. Okay, so was that your next one or you have a different one? Oh, I can have a, I can throw okay. out a different one.
0: Um, we also did a coffee watercolor class. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, for those of you who don't know, um, stepping outside of make do to do any event makes whatever class we're doing probably twice as difficult. Mm-hmm. Because what the beauty of having this spot here is that we've got all of our stuff. And if we forget something, we can just run to the back room. Right. Whereas here, we had to go to a coffee shop, set up, hopefully in a well, you know, a good, have a good setup that made sense for everyone and then kind of sort of teach a class, but also at the same time, allow people to have creative freedom in what they made. Mm -hmm. And so it was cool to be able to, I mean, go through that process for, I mean, I had done small things before, but this was an adult class. So learn better how to do that. Um, but also, that was, again, a mix of kids and adults. Kind right. Of- I
1: was going to say it was an everybody class, kind of.
0: Yeah. Plus, you have to have coffee at the same time. Um I'm not sure if this, that was the first collaboration I had been a part of at Make Do, but it was definitely one of the more memorable
1: ones. I, that's what I was going to say about it is I enjoy the collaboration. So when we partnered with a coffee shop and what did we do? We did watercolor painting with coffee. And um, we've talked before about feeling overwhelmed by creativity or when you're stuck or whatever, that limiting what you can do can be a tip for how to break make breakthroughs and stuff. And it felt the same with that project. Like we knew we wanted to do something with coffee so that very much limited what we were going to do. And we weren't charging, I think we charged $5. Yeah. So it really just kind of paid for our supplies um, and your time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it always is stressful to me when we leave the studio
0: but i think that's a good that's a good way to talk about mm-hmm. um like leaving your comfort zone mm-hmm. it's difficult but it can lead you to some experiences that you hadn't had before and you can come back and bring with you some things that you learned like i did that same project with my homeschool kids but with like a historical twist um we were talking about leonardo da vinci so we made like we made like old-timey diagrams of inventions and then we painted them with the coffee so it looked like his old sketchbooks mm-hmm. And it was so much fun because the kids, they're like, oh, this is what mom and dad drink at home all the time. And for them, coffee is kind of mysterious and a little magical because they're like, what is it that makes adults like this so much? So getting to play with it was fun for them as well. Um, I still have a few of those pieces up in my office Uh right now from kids and from adults. Yes. So
1: that was a fun um, collaboration.
0: Yeah, I would totally be down to do it again.
1: Um. Okay, my next, I don't know if we approach this exactly the same way. These are just things I enjoyed, oh. I guess, about 2022. <laughs> yeah. Uh, none of them have been a class yet. That's pretty- um, Our storage shelves that we have <sighs> back in the back of Main Do.
0: Look, we ain't sponsored by IKEA, but
1: those are some really good shelves. We've been here three years, and we... Like, we just have kept accumulating and accumulating. I know everyone can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And it was one thing when it was just me at the old studio and mm-hmm. I knew where everything was. But it was becoming a real problem. <laughs> yeah. we Like, we would text each other. Most of the time, Joe texts me. I'm like, where's this?
0: And I'm like, oh, where is that? Because we're separated into two different studios. Yeah. And, you know... I u- What you use for one project I've
1: used for another project, mm-hmm. it's wild. We still had a bunch of kits, supplies that were packaged up in kits that we weren't using. as good. Like, it just, the whole thing needed an overhaul. And we are by no means done, but I feel like we are beyond halfway. Hang
0: on a second. I got to move my mic a little bit.
1: She got low on me. Low, 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 low. (laughs) She's going to get vocal fry. (laughs) Oh, no, you don't get vocal fry if you talk lower. Okay. Okay. we back. Yeah. So our storage shelves. Those storage
0: shelves are fan-freaking-tastic. And as someone who struggles with organization at home, it has inspired me to try and get more organized at home. Because I know there's a lot of creative people out there that are like, it's my creative chaos. I know where things are. But there is something to having, like, a generalized system. It well, doesn't and have to it, be pristine. Sometimes when
1: you're stressed out, it just adds visual stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Visual noise. No, nope, I hear that. Love those shelves. Okay. So
0: um, out of another collaboration um, that we did with a local business, birthed this idea that I got to take and then perform on The
1: Vine. So, is that ha- one of yours? No, but I wrote it down as I think that Madison will say this and if she doesn't I'm going to say it for her. That was a category of things.
0: I freaking loved that. Mm-hmm. As an avid watcher of, you know, late morning news television as a kid, and and Martha Stewart. I was a big Martha Stewart fan. I was living my Martha Stewart dreams <laughs> by getting to do a small craft segment on the news.
1: Well, and we went twice this year. We did. But one time we did together, mm-hmm. and then one time you did by yourself. Yeah. Loved both. It was fabulous. And one time your parents were here. Yeah, they
0: got to... And like, they drove us. They drove us all the way there. It was so cool. Um, yeah. Getting... Being able to like... Share creativity is great, and I love that I got to do that over television. We actually had someone text the studio with pictures that she had watched my segment, and she had tried to do the craft too and made like a wreath out of the paper mm. flowers. It was so sweet. Um, but I mean, if I'm being totally honest, it was a 100% living out a childhood dream of having a little Martha Stewart segment.
1: Oh, yeah. It was... Oh. It was so good, so. If it was more convenient, I think we could get you a segment on like, the Vine. Just a regular current. Yeah, but it's cool. not very convenient to no, go there. No,
0: <laughs> it's not. Plus, I'd have to come up with a craft all the time. You're doing that anyway. I suppose so. But a lot, like... You would get in a rhythm. I suppose I would. Anyways, so, yeah. Going on the Vine. I absolutely loved getting able to do
1: that this the year. The Vine loved you, too. Ah, so much fun. Um. Okay, We expanded our offerings into itty-bitties.
0: You know what? This is also one of mine because I put that we started Itty Bitty Book Club. Mm -hmm. um, And then people started asking, hey, um, do you have anything for kids our age? And we're like, oh, no, we don't. Because it had never been People have
1: been asking for a long time if we had something for kids younger.
0: Yeah, which, look. I love small children, but the thing is, though, is that our studio is not exactly equipped for, like, a whole, like, drop-off class situation, but we put our heads together and we came up with this, like, sensory play thing where the adults are still here mm-hmm. so they can help watch over their kids um, and be in community with each other. Exactly, which has been awesome to watch these parents, not just moms, but moms and dads be able to come together and chat with each mm-hmm. other. Um, as their kids get to play with, you know, with the other kids, um, it's it's something I never thought we would do with, you know, I didn't think we'd ever do anything with small, like little, little kids.
1: Yeah. I, um, you said you like them. I won't even say that. I, <laughs> I do not. That's okay. I like my niece. No, I do think kids are funny. Mm-hmm. I like, do enjoy that part of them, yeah. but I don't enjoy like interacting with them. Really. Yeah. Well, not until they are teenagers. It's been very cool and very
0: encouraging to get to talk with the parents. And yeah. then get to, you know, interact with the little mm-hmm. kiddos. Mm-hmm. He's fun. I like a little drive-by. Yeah. Oh, I call it like the grandparent effect. And you're like, oh, they're cute. You get to have them for a little while and then you get to give them back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was one of yours. Uh-huh. Also one of mine. But um, rec- this happened recently. I taught a raglan shirt class for kids. Uh-huh. I'd been racking my mind for months about what, what kind of sewing class can I teach that will get kids into a garment that is also gender neutral. <sighs> right. Because I can make skirts all day long. In case y'all don't know, um, skirts and dresses are fairly easy to make. But when you start getting into like pants and shirts, things that have to have separate holes for your limbs mm-hmm. and then fit and then fitting it to that, that's tough. Mm-hmm. So trying to find something that the boy could do as well as the rest of the girls was tough. But I found this Raglan shirt. And what I loved about it is we could still use our quilting fabric for some of the shirt. Yeah. Um, so they got to customize it. They all got their own different sizes. And my favorite part was um, the boy that comes to the sewing class said, oh, I feel like I can do anything in
1: this shirt. And I was like, yes. Exactly. Like that, to me, that's how I experienced well, clothing. his mom... Who is a podcast listener. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. She said that he wore it all weekend at like a youth camp thing, like a weekend away. Aww. He wore it and his elf hat that he made last year. Yes. Um, and she was like, you know, I would never buy him a shirt that looked like that. Like they were weird. Like they looked like rash guards. Yes. Because the sleeves were gray. Mm-hmm. Um. And so they looked like something you would wear on your surfboard or like boogie board. <laughs> instead of SPF but I've seen kids out like Anna's been wearing hers too Mm -hmm. I've seen her several times out in it and uh this mom was just talking about how proud he was to wear his shirt um and you know other 10 year old How many 10-year-olds say, oh, yeah, I made this shirt? Exactly. This is the the magic of, like, getting to make
0: something, Mm -hmm. and this is how I experience the magic of creativity is getting to make my own costumes and clothing and feel proud while I'm wearing it, regardless of what it looks Mm -hmm. like. And getting to see that and being able to facilitate that in other kids is a freaking dream come true.
1: (sighs) And other 10-year-old boys aren't looking at his shirt and being like, that him is puckered. You know, oh, they don't for <laughs> sure. They don't look at stuff like that, like with an adult kind of judging eye. Yeah. And so it just builds confidence upon confidence.
0: Yeah. And they're not looking at him thinking like, oh, well, he's, you know, he doesn't fit into his gender norm because he sews. They think it's freaking cool that he made mm-hmm. his own shirt. Mm-hmm. And I think it is too. So.
1: Um, yes, it is cool. All right. What's your next one? Uh. Oh, and another thing about the gender neutral stuff is, it's good anyway because I never wore skirts. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't want to take a skirt class because I don't wear skirts, mm-hmm. and so you. It's also good to just assume not all girls want to make a skirt. Exactly. Uh. Okay. My next one is that. Finally, two years after COVID, we are trying to get our adult program back on track. Yeah. And the way we are doing that is I have a team of adult program volunteers. And they're really super cool people. And, and they are all specialists in what they do. Right. We're committed. And they're like committing to, hey, I can do a class a month. Um, And I've had that in the past, but I was still kind of having to coordinate everything. I'm hoping now it can, we'll just be more streamlined in our planning process. And, um, I had a few instructors who were regular, but have moved away. Mm -hmm. And so those classes don't happen anymore, but now maybe we can kind of revamp, um, and not to go into 2023, but, uh, I am excited about 2023. And like, if I'm not having to think of other classes, what can I focus on sewing wise and stuff? So that's exciting. I've already seen some of
0: the benefits because people, more people have, have come in to make do who have never come in before uh-huh. and they're bringing in their kids too. Um, and so we're going to get more kids into make do classes, which is awesome. And yeah, so I love that. Yeah. It's a big old cycle of awesome. Okay. Here's my last one if you can believe it cuz we've had a few double timed here. All right. Throughout all of this year, all of like the cool things that I've gotten to experience and even some of the hard times where I've had to like figure out what I'm doing and struggling, I've had got to ha- I've had colored hair through all of it. <laughs> It's been awesome. (laughs) I I mean, I've had my purple hair. I've had green hair. I've had red and pink hair. And it all has like kind of changed. It was blue. Didn't you
1: have like that peacocky blue color? For for a little bit. Yeah.
0: With the purple? Yeah. So like it's been all sorts of different colors. And it's been freaking fabulous Mm -hmm. the whole time. So I've just really gotten to enjoy that. I love the subtle change of... Oh, yeah. When I had this hair, this is the class that I was at.
1: I had, you know. It's funny when we'll be looking, like I was looking through pictures to send you for, uh, to post for a class for the spring or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, your hair doesn't look like that anymore. Oh, here's Madison with purple hair. (laughs) Mine is kind of similar in the fact that it's grown. So a lot of our pictures, I have my short hair. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, yours is... Changes the color. Or like old pictures where it was blonde. Oh, when it was blonde and I had so really, long. really long hair. Absolutely. So
0: it's been really fun to be able to do that. And Make Do has allowed me to be able to express myself
1: mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. So lots of fun. Um, I have two more. All right. So lemonade was okay. Okay. a big highlight. What What made it so good? Well, we do it every year except not for the last two no. years. So... It was... Our last one was in 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we got to do Lemonade again. Um, And one, we sold out. So already going in, that was so different than other years where we were scrambling. Like, you know, we would maybe sell 20 tickets or whatever and have 40 people there. Because we were just scrambling to give tickets away to get people there. Mm -hmm. But this time... Um, we sold out. So I started out on a high note. Yes. Um, and then we actually met our goal. (laughs) Woo. That's awesome. Which we'd also never done that.
0: Yeah. That is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had to, actually, I have two other things that were, I wouldn't say like my favorite moments, but they're moments that have stuck out. Mm -hmm. So do you mind if I share one? Yeah. Okay. So. No, I
1: don't mind. Ah. Okay.
0: Great. Yes. Share it. Um. So we started working extensively with 100 families this year. Mm -hmm. And whenever something new, whenever you have to do something new, it always feels weird and uncomfortable. And so when I was trying to figure out how do I get these kids into our system, how do I notify parents? I was struggling to find a rhythm into how do I communicate with people that have, that have communication lines that are outside of how we normally do it. Right. Or Mm -hmm. This is how people typically sign up for classes, but we have this other system over here that we work with as well. Um, and that was a real struggle for me. However, at now looking back at the end of the year, I definitely feel more prepared for the next year, mm-hmm. have now having gone through that. And like anybody else, I hemmed and hawed through it because I'm like, I don't want to do this. It feels like an extra step to my job, but the payoff was so worth it because we have kids that are still coming back even after the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it means a lot to the families for them to be able to just be able to register their kids like through their phones basically yeah. and not having to worry about, Oh, I don't have an email address or anything like that, that I was able to meet them where they were.
1: Yeah. And sometimes that does take a little extra work. Well, it does take extra work and that's why it also takes extra resources Oh, for sure. Um, like, because it's resources on the front end, mm-hmm. whether that was one of the kind of the struggles I think that I had for the year was um, our goals for how we were going to serve 100 families. Um, you know, we were going to provide them 100 spots for the summer. And I think we only filled like a third of those. Um And then some of those kids didn't even come, Mm -hmm. but there was still so much work on the front end to even make the opportunity available. And sometimes that is what, whether you are, um, giving to make do or a different organization, some of your dollars are going to just making the program be available,
0: making it possible
1: because we're talking about
0: planning and development and figuring out systems um, to be able to make it
1: work. And it it actually gets cheaper per person the more people do it. But you have costs that are th- r- the same whether one person shows up or a hundred people show up. I mean, you can think about it like if you're getting
0: into a creative hobby, there's that first-time purchase of we need to like purchase all the tools that we need that you'll keep using the the more you do whatever the hobby is woodworking sewing whatever you still have to buy the tools and the machines and the cost per use gets
1: cheaper every time you make another project or if you go on a trip with a group you're it's cheaper if you fill up all the beds mm-hmm. if you don't everyone yes. has to pay more but you still have to make those decisions before you know exactly who is totally committed and who isn't and so um that has been a learning process for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a good thing to keep
1: in mind. I'm br- I'm glad you brought that up. Um my last thing is the teen class. Mm-hmm. So, our we had had I had had kind of the same group of teens for um give or take like one or two kind of not coming anymore, but I had not had any new teens in like a year and a half. Um and then this fall we Well, we painted a mural at 100 Families yep. in the spring. And then uh, the class this fall, we had four new teens come. So it more than doubled. It went from three to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always a little, uh, I don't know what the right word is. Not nerve wracking, but weird for me thinking we're adding new people in to something that's been in existence for a long time. And the dynamics have worked already. Right. We're about and to add in a foreign and whatever the group and had like their own text message, and they have their they already have their own inside jokes and their their own existence mm-hmm. as a group. And so, adding new people in, I think it would have been hard to just add one or two, but the fact that we added four probably made it. Better. Because mm-hmm. um, it was
0: like a whole new group coming in. right? Think about when you have like two like circles of friends that meet with each mm-hmm. other. I recently had this happen to me where I, I brought someone into a and d group. And I was combining like basically one of my church friends with like, you know, people that I hang out that don't necessarily go to church with me. And I was like, oh, I don't know how she's going to be able to hang. Like she has a different sense of humor. But it has all worked out. And like I think sometimes we get a little too concerned with like how is everything going to mesh? It's not up to us. People like it's up to everyone in the group to be nice and kind to each other and adjust. Mixing groups of friends is a nightmare
1: for me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And it's not about are they going to get along. It's about I don't know how to act with these two different parts of my life in the same room. Mm -hmm. I hate it.
0: I've, I always find it interesting to see people with their families or with another group of friends because it allows me to get to know another side of them mm-hmm. that I've never seen before. So I enjoy watching that, but I can see how if you're the uh, party being watched,
1: it can feel like, well, am I being a fraud if I act differently with mm-hmm. these people than I do with you? Like I would rather not have a birthday party at all than have a birthday party with groups, people from different groups mm-hmm. when I was little.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
1: I'm a little more self-aware now, I think. Mm -hmm. But um,
0: this year, I feel like I have really, and thanks in part to you handing handing some things over to me, where I've really felt like I have owned my kids program director Mm -hmm. title. There's decisions that I've made. I feel empowered to make those decisions. And I have gotten to know more of what my like what my limitations are and what I can take, um, like how far I can take something, you know, what a class looks like, all of that. I feel like I've bumped up against more boundaries and found a better, like I've almost like made a better map of what it means to mm-hmm. be a KPD. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, the more like look at how quickly you planned the spring for 2023 Yes, versus um, last year. Or the year before. Mm -hmm. You know, it would take us at least one whole day Mm -hmm. sitting in my office looking at the calendar to try to plan something. Yeah. And now you just whipped it right out. Like what was on the calendar. Maybe not day to day. I know that part takes a little bit longer. Yeah. But um, just what the schedule is going to be.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things of... You know the first time always takes twice as long, and the second time doesn't necessarily happen all that quickly. It just takes practice over and over again, and knowing what it is you actually need to know at the time because it right. can feel overwhelming if you're like, "I've got to plan until April. I have to know everything and figuring out what steps you need to do by when mm-hmm. so
1: ah, feels good, yes, it's always tricky too to be into next year when we're not actually in next year yet mm-hmm. and we're trying to get things out soon enough that people can do Christmas presents or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have some ideas for the adult program in 2023 that would have made great Christmas presents, but they're just not ready yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're just going to have to not be Christmas presents.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then next year, if it's successful, then next year we'll already kind of have a framework to package it up as a little in a little bow. There you go. A little box and a bow. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Wow. So did you say, you said you that's thought of something. Last, yeah, okay. Last um, did you have any like down moments of 2022? I mean, like
0: I, like I mentioned earlier about like working with 100 families, mm. that was good. It was the learning process. That was a real struggle mm-hmm. for me. Um, Cause I
1: just didn't have a pattern down or a rhythm and you know how much humans like rhythm and patterns. And because it interrupts your work. It like, it interrupts the flow Or things fall through the cracks and get overlooked, too, when we don't have the systems in place to catch everything. Exactly. Um, It's always hard for me when we have to cancel classes. (sighs) Yeah. Or, like... Is there one in particular that sticks out to you? No, just in general. Like, just when we plant... Like, we, we get the calendar... We know when we schedule that not every class is going to make. We schedule for that. We schedule too much and then we know something. What's the most we can do and then we can back away from that. Um, But it can just be discouraging when, especially if there's a class that did really well the year before or something people have been asking for and then we take the time. To come up with the project, make the samples, get it, you know, get like it all Like you were already. talking about earlier, all that front-end work that yes. has to happen. And then it gets canceled. Mm-hmm. It can just be really discouraging. Um, and that's why, like, my time as the, you know, the overseer of all that's happening at Make Do, mm-hmm. there are tons of things pulling against my attention. And so if I am thinking... I'm gonna spend all this time and no one might even sign up for this class. That's why it was never a priority, like getting adult classes back on the calendar, because mm-hmm. I just couldn't justify it, you yeah. know? Um, so but even when you have to cancel a class, yeah. I still am like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: I don't like it either. Although there are, <laughs> there can be some times where I'm like, all Oh, it's right. nice. <laughs> <laughs> like We were going to have an event that was outside of Make Mm Do Studio. I was going to do it, and it was going to be good for Make Do, Mm -hmm. but it got rained out, and I was kind of glad. Because, you know, sometimes you don't want to be outside your comfort zone. No. I want to be here in the studio doing my thing, wearing my Who hair, (laughs) telling my Grinchy stories, (laughs) you know, not
1: having to walk out Ah, places. Your Who hair. I think that that was a highlight for a lot of kiddos. (laughs) Who doesn't like hair that's a foot and a half high? Mm. (laughs) I want to know if people could see it sticking out of your sunroof when you were driving. Oh, I, I don't know. Like, or if it was like just took up like the roof of the car. You know, like yeah. if it didn't really stick up above the car. I wonder. I should have asked for it. So next like, time you up. dress like a who. Yeah, we need a picture <laughs> I outside. Figured that out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <sighs> well, and then my shoulder surgery. Yeah. That was just a tough. Personally... And, but work-wise too.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like I have a lot of work to catch up on before the end of the year. It's just been bam, bam, bam. The timing of it was ideal. Mm -hmm. I guess the only timing that would be better would have been like January. Mm -hmm. Cause that tends to be a slower month for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, I've had a few
0: really not so great personal things happen this year as well. I lost two family members. My first grandparent um, and that was really tough, but I was thankful that I I was able to work at a place that not only had the capability to let me like go and be able to take time off for that, um, but also like I didn't feel like I was too far behind. Yeah. So and it was flexible enough. Yeah. Um. What's yeah. all I got? All right. Well. Twenty twenty two. Has been interesting, as most years past have been. But I feel like I have grown the most professionally this year at Make Do than years past. Oh, same. Well, because you were doing a lot of, you've been doing a lot of like professional development in storytelling, which has been really cool. Just in like,
1: what is my job?
0: (laughs) Which sounds silly because I've always seen you as doing very well at your job. That you have been, there's a degree of excellence that you have always brought to your job here at Make Do, but then watching you learn, I mean, like, I guess there's parts of me that are like,
1: was there anything to improve? But it just goes to show that there is. Well, and also, I can be excellent at the things I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that the things I'm doing should be my job. Mm. I think that is kind of what I'm learning, too, is that if make do needs a director that's like driving the ship, Mm -hmm. well, the person driving the ship can't also be the person cleaning the deck. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and so handing over the kids program was the first step in that. And then it's, you know, how else do we hand things over or delegate and who do we need? What kind of help do we need? Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of feel like now I'm, refining my job description Mm -hmm. because it can't be everything. Yeah, you can't do everything all at once. Well, I also saw one of my board members posted on her social media, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. I want to be like, watch me. Yeah,
0: I want to do everything. But they're right, you can't. Mm -mm. Actually, I took this very principle into my sewing room last night because there was so many... I mean, it's overwhelming how much stuff is in there right now. So I took a good long hard look. And I was like, all right, what projects do I actually want to pursue? And I started getting rid of sewing projects that I
1: know I'm not going to finish. Like works in progress or things that you're just not even going to start.
0: Works in progress, some fabric that I know I'm not going to Mm. use. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, I know I'm giving up on this opportunity or potential opportunity or whatever, but there are other things that are more important to me that I want to do.
1: Yeah. And then it's just hanging over your head, this thing It almost feels like a failure that you haven't done it, but it's not a failure. You don't want to do it anymore.
0: Well, and I am blessed enough to be able to have space in my house where I can put something in a box and it can Mm. stay in that box for a while. And then I can return back to the box and go, did I miss any of the things in this box? No. Then the whole box can go. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been slowly going through and taking that approach because, you know, sometimes... Cleaning out your house can really also clean out your mind as well. Like you were saying about getting things out of the way mentally. Mm -hmm. And also to tie back into what you were saying, handing over those things to people, handing over those responsibilities like the kids program and some of the adult classes. It means it doesn't take up space in your brain. Mm -hmm. Which someone with anxiety, like my brain is like full of boxes that I need to give away. (laughs) So (laughs) I just
1: need to go in there and clean it all out. Holding onto those your hands aren't free to grab onto something else that might come up. Ain't
0: on. that the truth? Well there you go. That's a little takeaway for y'all.
1: <laughs> Slam. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. All right. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, what's your sweet? I wrote down three. <gasps> That's wonderful. I'm trying to decide if I want to do rapid sweets or if, because we're having to record twice this week, or if I want to save one. I'm going to do rapid sweets and okay. I'm going to come up with sweets for all next. those tasty sweets. Yeah, in two days I'll come up with more sweets. You know, my oh, family. Oh, tasty sweets. That reminds me I got some hot tamales. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my family has a three cookie rule.
0: So you have three sweets and it makes me think of the three cookie rule. What's the three cookie rule? You can only have three cookies at a time. And then you can get up and get more? <laughs> <laughs> well, the idea is that it's, it's supposed to keep you from overeating all the cookies, but it specifically oh. applies to home-baked cookies. We ain't talking Oreos. So if you eat a whole sleeve of Oreos, that's that's on you. Oh. That's how long got- do you have to wait? F- how long is the time before you can oh, get more Oh, probably cookies? like
1: 12 hours. So like the next day, you can have three more cookies. Oh, so that's not three cookies. I was thinking three cookies at a time on your plate. Do you go back for cookie seconds? I don't have baked cookies. (laughs) I don't have home good cookies at my house. (laughs) Anyways. But yeah, I've never had a cookie roll. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe I should. (laughs) Hit us with those three sweets. Okay. The first one is that I tied yesterday when my teens were playing Cards Against Humanity. I tied for first place. (gasps) Nice. And it is a sweet because... Nothing to do with, like, being competitive or wanting to win. It's, like, very validating to me that I can hang with the teens. That the teens find you funny. Yes. And that I was, that I tied for first place. Excellent. Uh, Because, honestly, I don't ever expect to win any of the rounds. Yeah. Because half the cards, I don't even know what they mean. (laughs) Uh, My second suite is that I have my office back. Oh, yeah. Um, part of that storage situation was that a lot of things got dumped into my office. I also, before my shoulder surgery, had rearranged my furniture to make it more comfortable and more shoulder support. Um, but I always hated the mm-hmm. way that the furniture had to be arranged. And so I had not worked at my desk since August. My shoulder surgery was August 2nd. So, like, I had not worked at my desk yep. in that long. And so Saturday, I had to be at the studio no one was coming up here to buy fabric. And so I spent five hours cleaning up my office, rearranging it. And nice. I worked at my desk yesterday and it was incredible. It's beautiful, folks. I wish I could show it to you. Yep. Um, my last rapid suite is that I found a piece of artwork that I love. um, And I bought it for myself. Hey! Very nice. Yeah. It's like a portrait of a woman it's gonna go in my bedroom Mm -hmm. i just like felt like this could be me like not a self-portrait because that's what you paint of yourself but like i just felt like so moved when i saw it and i've never felt that way like about i there's art i like but a lot of times i'm like ooh, i want to make something like that Mm -hmm. um anyway and she was having a sale on her prints and i like (laughs) bought the print the actual painting was ten thousand (laughs) dollars I there didn't buy go. that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about art is that
0: it it speaks to you. And mm-hmm. I mean, people just throw that around, but it's true that they're like when a piece of art truly speaks to you, see so if you can get a print of it, put it in your house. Mm-hmm. Just because sometimes it's nice to be surrounded by something that aesthetically either speaks to you or says something about you.
1: Yeah. And it was more like it did fit the, my aesthetic and it looks like it could actually be in my house, like mm-hmm. painted from my house. Um, but also it speaks to like how I want to speak to myself. Mm -hmm. And so that was just extra precious about it. I think like I wrote her a note when I checked out in the little comments because people will write us notes sometimes. And it's always just, you know, makes me smile when someone writes us a note in the comments. So, um, I can't wait to see it in person.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see it either. I think it's going to be cool. Those were mine. What's your sweet? All right. My sweet is that I've really enjoyed gift wrapping and gift giving this year. Oh. Because um, it's something I've, like I talked about in last episode, like I've for really been Christmas? working on. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've really been working on and trying to find things that people would enjoy. And it's just been a pleasure. Have you already been giving gifts? Uh, Yeah. Oh, Some of my friends have friends. already, like, either swapped gifts or something like that. And it's just been, it's been really nice because it's sometimes it's just nice to focus on other people for once Mm. as a person who gets stuck in their own head. It's nice to think about other people. So yeah, that's my sweet.
1: Um, I feel extra weird right now because it's not like it's getting dark Mm -hmm. and we're sitting in our, where we always record, but it's getting dark and we're lit and people were just walking by and it feels extra, um, Fireside. Welcome to make do after yeah. dark. <laughs> My <laughs> sour is that... Oh, I thought of one more sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, Not the hot tamales? That wasn't no. it? <laughs> I only have one more time of PT. Okay. And so by the time this episode comes out on Monday, I will have one more. I'll go on Tuesday. Okay. um. And so then what I'll does that mean for you exactly? It means I don't have to go to PT every week. Okay. Now, I'm a little nervous because... Um, I also don't know how to keep progressing through my range of motion and strength and stuff, but he said, he'll like, tell me. He'll give you like some exit Uh stuff. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't mean, it just means I don't have to spend so much time going to PT and I don't have to see it on the calendar every week and Uh get a text message reminder. I'm always like, who is that? Oh, PT. Oh, it's PT. Um, what's your sour? My sour is that. I am out of the big Christmas baubles that I was using to crochet. Oh, ornaments. that's And tough. I'm addicted to them. Yeah. Um, last night at Open Studio, Hannah, who teaches the crochet class, and Christy, our board member who has taken the class, anyway, they were here and they asked me how many I had made, and I was like, like 24? Mm hmm. We gave away five for chocolate gravy uh, gift baskets for the judges, and Christy said that they, like, oohed and awed over them. They were so excited about the crocheted ornaments. Anyway, that's a sweet. Sounds like a sweet. But the sour is I'm out of the big big bobbles. I have a lot of little bobbles, but I'm going to have to learn a new, like, adapt the pattern to fit it. Yeah. But maybe I'll like it better because I'll be able to make them faster. Maybe some, maybe that like the next episode, that that'll be my hit. Yeah. yeah. What's,
0: What's your sour? Faster? Look, I know you like cloudy days, but we mm. have had a whole string of cloudy mm-hmm. days. It's making my dogs crazy. It's making me crazy. Mm. It just gets me like, I just need a, a one bright winter day. We, I don't need a ton of them. I just need one, just one to feel a little bit more optimistic as we go in. Well, but one every how often, because we have had one. When, when did we have one? Like,
1: not Saturday. No. Saturday was a deluge. Yeah. But we've had one in the last 10 days. Obviously, I don't remember it. (laughs) Right. So you need them more often than every 10 days. Yeah. It's feeling rough. So. Also, though, it hasn't just been cloudy. It's actually been wet. Yes. There's a difference. Yeah. So. Like, all my leaves, I haven't been able to clean up my leaves yeah, mm-hmm. and they're just wet and everywhere. My gutters need cleaned in my roof. They need cleaned off my roof, but they also are just, like, on my sidewalk, and I'm stepping on them, and they're getting mushy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. The... So, yeah, I'm over the wetness, especially because I have dogs, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What you learning this week? I didn't write anything down. <laughs> Did well, you write yeah. anything? Let what me tell you What are you learning?
0: So... Um, I'm teaching Richard how to sew. <laughs> hey, so I'm learning how to balance being a teacher while also being in relationship with someone mm. and make do, I kind of have a power dynamic that I can use, but when I'm trying to reassure, you know, Richard as he's, has, he has this like negative self talk mm. as he's going through and like, well, you know, I can tell I'm just not going to like this because mm. this part's mm. hard this isn't going to be a hobby for me. I was like, do you hear yourself? Like, that's some serious negative Mm self-talk. Like you just tried this. Yeah. So trying to taper that or, or like kind of put a, calm that attitude down because I know that no one likes to
1: be like therapized, especially by a person that they're really close to. No. Um, when, My dad was here right after my shoulder surgery and we were laying, getting the sticky floor or the sticky tiles down in the bathroom and he was trying to do it and he was getting really frustrated and I was like, daddy, if you just hang on, you, it's, I teach people how to figure things out. Like I walk people through this process all the time. Mm -hmm. Just let me help you walk through it. And like, that was not what he needed.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) He did
1: not need that from me.
0: Yeah. So. My tip what to your to, to our fellow listeners and to myself was that I told Richard, I said, We can stop whenever you want to stop. Oh yeah.
1: Because like so you he, let him you'll let him set the boundaries. Yeah.
0: Because he's not in my class. Yeah. So we can get up and do something else and we can come back to it. Well, later. and why is he learning to sew? Well, he <laughs> so there's these gaming ponchos that I've made for him. It's a blanket, oh, okay. but it's like it's like a poncho mm-hmm. with a sweatshirt pocket at the front. Like a snuggie kind yeah. of it's kinda like a snuggie. He loves it and he wants to give it to some of his friends so he wants to learn how to do it okay he doesn't want me to just be the one to make them and then it's also not the easiest stuff to sew with it's not and i also had him start sewing on the serger i was like you can do it you're fine and he had to seam rip and like seam ripping with sergers is terrible so i know why like i told him i was like you're doing something on hard mode it's okay to be frustrated We can come back to this later. My
1: surgery manual was like, if you need to take the seam out, just pop this one stitch and it'll all pull apart. Well,
0: I guess I need to read that manual. Yeah.
1: So I can't tell you like which one it is, but it should be. And if you can get it started and easy, because it's just like knitted together, you should be able to pull it out. If that needs to happen. (laughs) Um, What am I learning? Well, aren't
0: you getting ready to learn how to make the tiny ones? The tiny little... (laughs)
1: Tiny little I was ornaments. Like make the tiny ones. I thought you were pointing at Pip, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? Getting puppies? No, yeah, I guess so. But that's just an adaptation. That doesn't feel like a learning. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know. I guess I'm learning to just keep on trucking. <laughs> <sighs>
0: well, is there something about, um, like a holiday tradition that you're looking forward to? Because I know when this comes out, it's going to be. I
1: think my birthday week <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> when this comes out on yeah. Monday, then my birthday is on Thursday. There you go. So are you looking forward to anything about that? Is there any traditions or things that you're excited about?
1: No, I just love being home for my birthday and I will be I'm going co- home on my birthday Eve.
0: Cause you get to see your family and everything. Or? Oh
1: yeah. I mean like I, most of my, I think I've only spent three or four birthdays, not at home. Mm-hmm. So, whoa, there was just big lightning might be our sign. Mooley texted this morning that they were having to hide in the tornado shelter at work. Yes. Um <gasps> thunder. <laughs> uh I just like being home. I don't really I mean I guess we have traditions, but now we're not all together. It's not like everyone's all together all at the same time. My sister has had a shift work job like as a nurse and so forever. Like, for 15 years, we haven't necessarily had Christmas on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just like being home and being not here. I love being home here at my home. Mm -hmm. But I also like being taken care of Mm -hmm. somewhere else. Like, not having to feed myself is really incredible. (laughs) It is very nice. What are you looking forward to? Um, Getting to see my
0: family. um, Also getting to have really good food. It's really the the wonderful conversations that I get to have with people around Christmas that I, I enjoy. Like different conversations than when you would have with your family otherwise? I think so. Oh. Because at Christmas, it's a time, it can be a time of reflection, looking back on past Christmases or things or the past year. Um, people are, when you're actually taking a break and actually celebrating Christmas, um, it's a time for people to get to talk about things that they normally don't get to talk about maybe it's things that are important to them or hobbies or um, thoughts that they've had. People tend to be more introspective around Christmas, and I really like that. Mm. Um, it's you know, because if you go to like a Halloween party or if you're hanging out with you know some good friends on Valentine's Day, it doesn't have that same sort of like almost like depth. That sometimes Christmas can get. And maybe this is just a personal experience and not something that everyone sees. But I think most people tend to get kind of deep into themselves around Christmas. Mm. And I like it.
1: We don't have other people at our Christmas. I mean, like, it's just, to me, it doesn't feel much different than when my family hangs out at other times. Yeah. So, except that, like, maybe as we've added new people to our family, but it's not like at Christmas, but then it's just like my, my family together, you know, we're not like adding other people Mm -hmm. to the mix. So, yeah. Well, cool. Um, I'm going to guess it feels shorter today. I'm going to guess 47 minutes, 56. Oh, I was 10 minutes off. My first guess was going to be 53, but I still, you
0: were like, Hmm.
1: So it's a little short. Man, I was way off. Ten minutes off. Look, that lightning was pretty impressive. I bet you it threw you off a little bit. It did. Bit. And the time. Yeah. Also, I was expecting this to be shorter. I was like, I don't think we've even been talking 20 minutes yet. <laughs> I mean, not now. I know we had now, but. <laughs> um, well, hey, I'm not going to edit that out. You, you get to hear my failure of <laughs> losing the streak. That's just how it is. Well, um, in whatever you
0: choose to celebrate, you know, and however you choose to celebrate it, take some time to enjoy yourself and enjoy some people that enjoy you. Oh, yeah, because the
1: next time we're back, it'll be after Christmas. Yes. It'll be the 26th. So enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy it. Enjoy with some- my birthday. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> the, what do you call that? The, because y'all do the Christmas Adam, right? Yeah, but yeah. that's the day
1: after my birthday. <laughs> there you go.
0: Your birthday, Christmas Adam, and then Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. However you choose to celebrate Take some time for yourself. Find people that enjoy you. Have a little conversation, a little hot beverage. Maybe do a puzzle. Yeah. With your family. There you go. I wish you all the best. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you to my dear, dear friend Craig Hudson for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson. That's Hudson with a T. Or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also, be sure to connect with Make Do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make Do Cersei. And visit our website, makedocreate.org, for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. We'll be back here with another episode next Monday. Have a good week, y'all.